When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Connor Shabba, it's a three-man podcast this week. Yeah. So it's Flav, Bardi and me, T. We, got, um, we, we talked about West Brom, Bayern Leverkusen, we previewed uh, Bournemouth as well. Windy, obviously, back once again. Uh questions nice little questions we talk about the new stadium no, we the train station yeah that, and that. football philosophies football philosophies and Shh. sex tapes and why, yeah loads about sex tapes it's the fight in it's the fight in 
It's episode 15, season 6 of the Fighting God podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Rap. Today we've got Felonious Filth. Hey. And we've got Bardi TFC. Hello. My, um, <laughs> Your Twitter handle. My Twitter feed. My, oh, yeah, quite, yeah. my notifications are quite interesting last what? week. So, so at the end of the last podcast, me and Ricky were mucking about a bit drunk. And um, there was a question come in and said, would you let a horse wank off? I mean, would you wank off a horse on your chest? If it meant, I can't remember what it was. Remember, Pochettino would stay for for life. For life, yeah. And um, I just thought it'd be funny instead of just saying yes or no, to just bombard Bardi's tweet, uh, his timeline. Well, I saw that um, T had posted them, had published the the pod, and then I had got a couple of notifications through, and one of them was yes for nut, and I thought, what's that about? <laughs> and then gradually over the course of the evening, then the morning, it all started to appear, and then I, I knew. I knew you'd have your grubby little fingers on it. <laughs> and eventually when I listened to the pod, it all made sense. Yeah. But fucking hell, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> that was a very funny ending. I, I love when you put the uh, you, you put the, the your picture up of your timeline. It's fucking ridiculous. I love that shit, man. It's so, so funny. Yeah, um, we, we did a podcast with Brian Ricketts last week. Divided opinion. Some very, people, very some, divided, people, yeah. some people liked it. Some people um, were quite clear on Twitter about their uh, dislike for that pod. He did talk about Arsenal quite a lot. And did, which it I didn't did feel a bit Ball Street. I didn't anticipate. Um, I think he thought. I mean, in the beginning, he thought it was a Ball Street pod. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things you don't know how things are going to go. I, I thought it was alright. I thought it was interesting. Few people found it interesting. So X Pros. Uh, to be honest with you, X Pros always interesting. They they played the game that we spend all our lives talking and thinking about. So whatever they've got to say, I personally find interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I thought though? That if Bardi was here, they'd be speaking Spanish about the whole fucking pod yeah. and no one else get a fucking word in. I, when I heard him speaking Spanish, I was like, oh, it would have been nice to be there. But Can I you thought, speak Spanish? Yeah, Spanish. but then I would have been put under pressure and I would have fucked it up. <laughs> I would have got caught oh, is it one of the ones you have to concentrate to, to get just, it right? Or just be really drunk. When I'm drunk, it's like, like my dancing, it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> was the Spanish any good? It was really good, yeah, actually. It was pretty good. Well, yeah. he's played in he's played in Ecuador and a load of other places. Then he's also yeah. he's also um, he's commentating in Spanish as well. So he must he must. Oh, be wow, okay. yeah. um, all right. So uh, we had a, an indifferent. We any, any stories? Anything funny to say? What have you done? Anything untoward? Um, no, not really. No, no. I, did, well, I should have checked beforehand, but I just didn't want to miss anything. Uneventful. Uneventful. Okay. Um, yeah. So we had a. A game against West Brom is very quite frustrating one. Um, yeah. It's a shame because we would have been top of the league now had we beaten West Brom. Shades uh, of shades of uh, March. Yeah, don't say that. Yeah, because you know we were going to be top and then we got one point out of six. No, I remember it vividly. I'm just it's nothing <laughs> like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what do you think of the game? You, you... Well, it, it was difficult. Without Son has been our, our best player, and then starting the game without him was always going to be problematic. He's been so involved in all our goals that to kind of rely on other players, maybe such as like Lamella, who's been a little bit off form, was quite difficult. Mm. I mean, what did you think? Um, I mean, we over over ninety minutes. Look, they set up so deep. Right, and and it was ridiculous. I've never seen a a, a a a a team set up so deep against Tottenham ever. I don't think. I mean, we get it a lot. Most games, when you know we're playing out someone outside the top four, they sit back and and hope to sucker sucker punches on the break. But if you look at some of the statistics, seventy uh, percent possession overall, um, which doesn't mean anything really because you know we've seen Burnley beat Liverpool two 0 and have twenty percent or whatever it was. Um, their I mean, total. I think they had thirteen percent. 
Burnley had 13 percent. Really? I think so. Fuck me. But th- them playing deep didn't it <coughs> affected us a little bit. But one of our best chances came from a kind of like a flip through over the top. So when we when the, when the build up was slow, they dropped. But when we hit them quickly, they were quite high up the pitch. And Ali got through and had a one on one with Foster, which was it was great work from Jensen. Yeah, it was great better. build up. Play no, there, there, there was a couple of times where we were able to counter when they when they lost the ball in their half and the few instances that they did actually try and make a, a play for goal. Um, I just thought it was just really hard to watch because West Brom was so deep and uh, just defense, just dogged in their defense. And it, and it worked. I mean, I'm not expecting them to come out and play because we, yeah. they're getting annihilated. I understand that. It was just frustrating because we those flicks, the, the ones that did work and got us through, the one when, when Ali went through on goal, they were few and far between and we were trying off, often to do it. But it's so difficult when they've packed that that defensive line they're, those they had five in midfield four at the back and it was just just pureless though isn't it it is pureless and again I understand it and I always used to sort of have a, you know Wenger used to irritate me when he used to complain about teams coming out and playing that way against him because Sam what else can they do they don't have your budget they don't have your players it's the only way they can get a point I understand it completely but when the shoe's on the other foot it's, it's, it's difficult to watch when it's your own team and you're just sitting there watching it go and, and trying to pull them out of shape um, you're gone well, if Ali puts that chance away, which was a guilt edge chance, then it's a Devon game. Yeah, he should have got to come out of their show and we smash them for five or six. Yeah, I mean, if we would have scored the first goal, we would, it, it probably would have been a different game. I mean, if you look at it as well, Lorries had more outfield, uh, had more touches than any outfield <laughs> West Brom player. <laughs> really? 22. That's a great stat. Yeah, they, they averaged around, I think it was about 89 or 90 passes in the first half. So that's two passes a minute. But the, the problem with that game is against Man City when we when we were dominant and on top of them we took our chances in this game we didn't and in the end in the end you know Pochettino was talking about our spirit and getting a point back and keeping our unbeaten unbeaten run but um, if you don't take your opportunities when you're dominant then you're always going to struggle in these games yeah and in another game we would have taken those opportunities I mean Ali's came out I think yesterday and said we need to start being more clinical. And the he irony, in, well, the irony in that is that he's he was probably the most guilty of that. But he had a good game and a, and a fantastic finish. The coolness in order to slot that ball in the bottom corner. It was very deliberate. On yeah, it was absolutely. And on 89 minutes as well, when I thought the game was done, you know, what I mean, you think you've worked all, the, you you run your bollocks off. You you've you've, you've tried to push the play. You've tried to pull them out of position. They're really organised, very difficult, and then they go and score, which you've seen a few times. You know, Chad Lee will come on to that. Um, uh, and, and I thought that that the game was done, but you know, a point is significant. You know, it could mean a lot at the end of the season. Yeah, it's, it's a massive point. But then there's the whole thing: would you rather draw three or win, or win one and lose two, kind of thing? You know. Um, well, if I had a choice, I'd rather draw against West Brom away than lose. Yeah, but I, I just think um, it's almost like the unbeaten run is a bit of a millstone around our necks, you know. And I don't want it to be like last season where we were just drawing loads of games because we didn't want to lose. And um, yeah, but that would be that would be relevant if if we were defensive, if we we're playing defensively in order to not lose. We're going out, we're tra- we're attacking teams, I and mean, we're trying to win the game. It's clear as everything. Yeah, and we're not like we're not um, giving away leads. The this this draw came about from us getting a last minute equaliser. Same in Liverpool, I suppose as well. And it gets Liverpool. It's, it's us coming back into games. Yeah, so there are positives to be taken from it. Do you reckon there's anything in? Um, and, and anything in the fact that these goalkeepers seem to have a great game against us or does it just happen? Well, I don't know I mean Boyle's had like around about 100,000 questions 
Um, what, do, so, you not, do you not rate Foster? I've never, I've never not rated Foster. <laughs> <laughs> he's a decent goalkeeper, but you, he, he's there to save the shots. I don't think any, I don't think he was like Lev Yashin on uh, on Saturday. There wasn't saves he was Who? making. Um, Old Russian keeper. Yeah, like I don't think there was saves there he was making that he shouldn't have made. They were solid saves that you would expect the Premier League keeper who's been called up for England to make. You know, the amusing thing was that. Um, it's almost like there's a rumour that Barney said something when he didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think people asked us, what did Barney say? What did Barney say? We tweeted, didn't we? We tweeted it and then yeah, I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, because I, because I, I don't think I've mentioned it, I was right about the, the Moscow goalkeeper. He was shit. And, yeah, you know, yeah, you was right. He did, yeah, he did fumble so, that in. People don't, people don't remember the moment. Yeah, it's not right. funny. Pickford on her hand. What is England call up? Stackleberg, double penalty save. I'm gonna say that I, it was my, it was me that got that uh, that made City lose two points at home to Everton. So you'll claim it when it works for us, but of course. Fair enough. Uh, Pickford though, admit goal. that he's a decent goalkeeper. It's not a decent. It's just, just it's the sad state of you, English goalkeeping that Pickford's said, in the English. Just say you made a mistake. I haven't made a mistake. Pickford's still rubbish. How many goals he let in at the weekend? <laughs> so he's gonna go down, man. He's gonna get relegated. That's how good he is. He's a decent keeper. He is. I, I think the reason why. Spurs fans tend to think that goalkeepers have a better game against us than other people is that we create so many chances. There's so many opportunities for the keeper to perform better. Um, and it just seems like that. It's just, there's no such thing as this. Well, that's, a, that's a fallacy because look at the Stoke game when they beat them 4-0. At least two of, at least two of those goals, Shagim could have stopped. Yeah. Um, Boric against us last season when we beat them 5-1. Yeah, yeah. So It's just, it's just nonsense. It's like people that, that say, you know, we never get the right decisions. And yeah. it's just everyone looking at their own club and being myopic is that the right word Unless so, so. when you centre on one thing yeah. anyway it doesn't matter I mean, there, there, was a, there was an interesting blog on I, can't, I thought I'd written it down but I didn't Raphael Honestein retweeted it so I go looking for it and it was about the you know the old analogy of he should have scored there and that kind of stuff and you almost expect the, a striker or an attacking player in those situations to score when the reality is it's more likely that they won't score so Ali not taking that opportunity while he's running and coming across goal, it's not it's not expected that he should score. Is mm. it? You know, it's almost unexpected for him to score. So uh, I think it's a little bit a little bit harsh. So even it's, that he should have it's people understandably thinking in cliches. Really. Yeah, yeah, they, they want it, so it should be kind of thing. I mean, if you if you look at it, when Ali was running through, he actually looked square first of all. He was looking for the pass, and then when it wasn't on, he his whole body shape was wrong, and he didn't get any kind of. You didn't get any kind of height on it. Nothing on it, really. Nothing. Just sort of past the tackle. That's a very weird way to, to watch football, though, isn't it? What's that? Oh, well, he, he, he shouldn't score from there, it's all right. Well, yeah, it, yeah, that is awesome. You can read this blog, it's quite, it's very interesting. What's uh, it, who, who wrote it? I, I can't remember. So who Pop, Pop, it, sorry? Uh, Raphael Honestein and uh, AC Jim by Jim Richardson were talking about it today on Twitter. It's probably someone who, you know, says the red pot ball and stuff like that, isn't it? <laughs> probably one, one of those people. I, I, I completely, is, this, is there anything else on this in, in the running order? About what botch ball? Yeah, no. Can you explain it to me? Because I don't know what I don't know what it is. I haven't really. The way botch plays football, someone said botch ball because there's 140 characters on Twitter and it saved characters. So what was the uh, uproar about it? That it's um, wanky. Yeah, it's wanky and stupid, and it's what hipsters do. Well, it's yeah. not. It's not a new terminology. Terminology has been used like a BL sisters. Um, 
billiardistas. So hipster, These kind of taking a taking a football manager's name and then adding something on at the end. He started his philosophy. You know, all it is is his new philosophy. It's a way to package it. I just I think this I kind of understand where the irritation comes from because there's a lot of irritating people online. But then what's the difference between you? I mean, Potchball, it could have been maybe worded a little bit fancier, but what's the difference between Gig and Press, Potchball, you know? I guess Catenacho, it's all it the same stuff. Klop, Klop and Press, <laughs> that would irritate me. Yes, maybe. I, I, I agree with the principle of using a term to describe Pochettino. Yeah, of course, it's English. I, so it's just shorthand, isn't it? Yeah, it should have been... Um, it should have been I could be better. I couldn't give. A, it. Yeah. I couldn't give a fucking shit about it. To be honest, I don't know why the stuff people get angry about. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, mean, I think that mostly people in this instance on Twitter are not actually angry, but it's it's what you do on Twitter. You kind of blow everything out of proportion. Yeah, and if you yeah. just sit down in front of someone and they mention Potchball, I mean, we might have a laugh at it and dig them out, but there'd be no venom in it. Like, yeah. say hypothetically, Windy was here and mentioned Potchball because out of everyone. The, fighting cock I think he would be most likely to use it and that's not a dig I just assume that that would be the case so we would make fun of it a little bit I'd imagine on the pub but it would be no malice in it I mean we wouldn't no. No, no, but I think it's um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's long I think it's long deep-seated um, hatred um, of, the, of the of the ilk of the people who use that term it's more just, than more than yeah. it, uh, more than uh, pot ball in an isolated and just social thing. media just brings different people who support well, no it's not just that what it does is it, built, it gets people together that normally would never normally interact. So you've got one people who digest football one way and others who digest it the other. Yeah. And normally they would never meet. Yeah. But the internet, social media, gives them a platform to kind of hate each other. That's absolutely spot on. Um, out of our out injured, um, the question from you, Spurs, uh, T, is should Spurs fold as a football club? Um, yeah, I think, I think it would be respectful. <laughs> Do if, you know um, what? I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm behind that. <laughs> I'm, I'm alright with just, that. Just throw pigs in the pitch when you play um, Leverkusen, just to get a bunch of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> no, not real pigs, but toy pigs. No, wait, we should up the ante by attacking Carter Vickers when he fills in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on the pitch? You're not my dad. You should never be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't belong here. Fuck off back to USA. <laughs> he's not even from USA, is he? Well, his dad is. His dad is, yeah, but that's not. Any place of them, too. But, but I mean, there was good news today. And probably by the time the pod's out, might be some more news that it's just nerve damage and he shouldn't be out for as long as we first feared. So when you saw it, I thought knee, ligam- knee, li- knee ligaments, yeah. 100%, ACL. We'll never see him play again, or it'll be half a player. That's that, that was Could my deadly king. <laughs> no, but seriously, when you're a Spurs fan, you see something like you, that's your first fault, ACL done. 100% but it brings up an interesting if he makes it off the pitch alive I'll be surprised <laughs> <laughs> but it brings up an interesting point I mean the next thing it was about well Dar moved to centre back as a result mm. because you would presume that Kevin Vimmer would, would fill in and that would be the end of it but Kevin Vimmer seems to be out of favour is it worth having two left footed centre backs I don't I, I think we can I don't think it makes a difference but it shows a pecking order it, it will show the pecking order in the next few games if Alvaro is out for a few games, I think the obvious solution is putting Dyer back at centre back. I don't think he'll risk. Wim- I don't think he'll play Wimmer. Just doesn't make sense. Keep um, keep Anyama midfield and drop Dyer in. Um, how, how did Dyer play? Do you think I couldn't really pick out anything? He's had a very weird season, hasn't he? Yeah. Form wise, he's not quite found his feet. And he's one of our best players in the Euros for England and. For Spurs, he's been all right, but not amazing. It's had an injury too, so yeah. And the the form of Wanyama's keeping him out of the team as well. Yeah, 
Um, Jansen was getting a lot of praise for his excellent hold-up play at the weekend. Um, What's that's a question? Oh, so Dan Arlington, sorry. Jansen was getting all sorts of praise uh, for his excellent hold-up play at the weekend. As a backup rotational option to the injured Kane, should we expect more in the form of goals or at least shots on target from the Dutchman? Or should we be happy at least that he's at least contributing positively to play? Well, didn't you say something on the weekend about him? Or have I... No, I, I said a few things, and I, well, I, I can't remember exactly. Well, Say whatever. In, in, if it was good, he'll take credit for it. <laughs> no, no, no. You no, said, no, so you, you said something on the lines that he might be a busted flush. He might not make out, I suppose. A busted flush? What's that? I like that. What is that? <laughs> um, I'm sure. I saw an American will correct me. I figured this means he's just not gonna, not gonna be. I don't know if I said he, he wouldn't make it at Spurs. I, I don't think I said that. Um, but in a roundabout way, you said you're worried about if he will make the grade. There's two issues that um, there's, there's two issues I see with him. One, his pass selection at times was 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 strange, and his um, his positioning, which is worse, it, it, it is a major issue. He's kind of naive at times. Um, he wasn't where you'd expect. I remember it now. What? You said things that Soldado was better than him at. Yeah, there's two things that Soldado was better than. Fucking, what are you doing to me? That was for us. <laughs> you, actually, you said tweet that. Like, you tweeted right. something worse. Did I? Yeah, Poch taking us as far as he can. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get many bites. Thank, thanks for the memories. Uh, um, um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, look, there's there's two things that. I can't remember what the first one was actually, but it's, there's there's one thing that Soldado was much better than 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 Jansen at, and that's that's positioning, and that's crucial when you're a striker, in my opinion. I think this Pochettino expects at times he's he's, he's forwards to go out wide, and Jansen did that, but in in the box he isn't in the position to finish, and Soldado was like Soldado was shit at finishing at Spurs, and that's criminal because he was he did all the hard work to get into that position, but Jansen isn't getting into those positions at at this stage. That said, his link-up play was superb. <laughs> we'll tell about Soldado too. No. Well, yeah, he was, his boss was good as well. <laughs> we did, not you, though, but so we... Yeah, 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 but he, he's as good as well. Uh, look, but, but I'm not digging him out, he's... No, you're, he's just say, you're saying what you see. I'm, yeah, he's, uh, that's all, and I, and I expect him to improve with, with coaching. He's a young player, he's 21, 22. 21, 22, yeah. He's a young player, a forward coming to a difficult league. He's been thrown into the fray of Kane's injury. I think they weren't expecting him to, have to, 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 to play as often. I think he could well be a great player for Spurs, or he could be fucking shit. <laughs> I don't know anything at this stage, but I can just all I can say is what I see, see at the moment. The is number it, nine shirt is cursed. Well, no, I don't think that. I think he's just he's a 13, 14 million pound striker. You're replacing Kane, who's probably worth fifty million in today's market. Very with, true. With someone who's a fraction of his price, a fraction of his kind of development, who's come from a league where you know. It's, to be honest, if it's pretty Mickey Mouse, whereas Soldado, <laughs> Soldado was a thirty million pound international striker who'd only been outscored by Ronaldo and Messi mm. in, in La Liga. He hardly played for Spain, to be fair. But he did well. He came Messi before he joined. He would played at the Confederations Cup, and he came. Yeah, a massive tournament. Well, he played all right there. He scored a few. But goals. his point stands. My point stands. My point stands. That he's just got an issue with Soldado. He's a fucking international striker who's scored a shitload of goals. Whereas Jansen is just some boy who he's only been good for six months. He wasn't scoring anything August to he December. He scored for his country though. He scored a, he scored Fucking belt a goal. That, that goal was Yes, yes, but now, but his development now, what I'm talking about. That wasn't his first goal. No, he scored against England though. I've got to stop trolling these sorry, goal. Look, the goals, if the goals. <laughs> My point stands, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing shit. The, he's not a very good striker, but he, with time he might get good. 
Yeah, not not a very good striker. We don't know enough yet. I don't think. I, 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 I don't think we know enough yet. We spoke to Priya Ramesh in, in, in the season, and she is a you know she understands and watches a lot of football in that division. And she said that he was good, right? So I just like to say, I didn't mean to swear at you. <laughs> so I deserved that. What, what, what did you say? Motherfucker. Yeah. I was winding him up. I don't know why I do it. Um, <laughs> we have to record a podcast. That's a stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he he, uh, he, he, could, he could well 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 come good. And again, let's focus on the positives there. His link-up play was superb. He put Ali in. His strength um, and, and his time that he gives other players to get into positions was, was fantastic. I think just other aspects of the game that he could work on. It, we're eight games into the season. He's played in maybe 200 minutes of football. It's fucking. I mean, it's not. There's no issue. I think if he scores that goal against Everton, that Stecklenberg saves, then it's a different season for him. You know, maybe it's just it's little margins like that. I mean, as, as Barty says, he's um, a fraction of what Kane is. I don't think much is expected of him this season, and uh, I think he'll get better. We'll get a lot better. Look, we, we 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 more or less wrote off Son last year. And look how he's come back. Great to play in the I didn't. And he had a big part in our equalising goal as well. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. I think you, you, if we're paraphrasing what we said, you said I, f- I want him to fuck off home. And that's what you said. <laughs> Where was home though? Where? Well, I, I, he's home <laughs> wherever he lays his hat in my opinion I've never said that about <laughs> there's a really a really interesting article today in the I Guardian about per, Persona non grata I yeah. like that term he's gonna, they, they reckon he's going to get a bit of abuse um, when he returns to Leverkusen but he's um, well yeah because he just, just said fucking I want to go Spurs didn't he yeah well yeah he did which is fair enough he'll smile through it all he'll smile through anything with Son yeah. <laughs> that's why we love him could get abused have his house burned down and he'll just smile anyway that's why we love him uh, Leverkusen lost to Bremen at the weekend. They're not doing great. They're they're kind of mid-table, aren't they? Their form has been mixed. They um they beat Dortmund, but the Dortmund manager Tuchel said it it was more to do with them not turning up after they had drawn two two with Real Madrid. That they lost that kind of high energy buzz and the way they play. So they were kind of down, and Leverkusen took advantage of them. Yeah, Chicharito is playing well though. Well, the the the. What, the Leverkusen sweet manager. Pea. What yeah, was him, yeah. yeah. What's that there forward? Green P. Yeah. Green P. Anything you want to say about him before we play him? <laughs> no. I've got fucking. Is I've got, he I, shit? I haven't got the balls to say anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, think, I think the hate mob has scared Bardi off now. No, he's not going to be his normal self. Mm. But, um, I mean, how do you think we'll line up? Uh, Walker hasn't travelled, by the way. So it's going to be a trip here again. I'm not surprised by that at all. I think Rose will play. Um, Son will probably play. And. Um, I think Dembele will start too. Yeah, Dembele will, will, will start, and you know it will just be. I, I think it will be similar to the performance we had against, or the lineup, should I say, against Seska. Uh, I mean, the pressure's on um, Leverkusen. They've got two points from their games, uh, and if we win, that's quite a margin then that they've got to catch up on us. So um, I, I think it, you know you always talk about key games, but this is quite key that if we win this game, that six points is. That's halfway to qualification, pretty much. I've actually just remembered something. No, nine, nine points gets you qualified. Ten. Ten points gets you qualified. Yeah, they say ten. But. Well, Pep Guardiola earlier said we, <laughs> ne- we need nine points. So, if, if, excuse me if I just listen to Pep for a bit, yeah? I don't think he'll get through with nine. Well, no. He said nine points, Bardi. Pep's so truth. <laughs> I play football manager all the time. It's ten po- My aim is ten points. Do you get through with nine? Um, Most times, uh, nine times out of ten, you can me. get through at five points. I've seen it happen. I'm not saying that's um, 
This That's is, what you should aim for. You can get through with nine, but ten points <laughs> right. gets you through. I don't care. Let's move on. We've gone beyond. But this week was a week that Bell got the hat trick against Inter Milan. Six years on. Great. Remember what he did? We built him up and he fucked off. No, then two weeks later he smashed Inter Milan again at home. Michael, great destroyed, performance. Destroyed a man. Yeah, exactly. See, so it's almost corresponding fixtures. Yeah. But um, yeah, be a similar lineup as we had against Seska. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's tomorrow, innit? So what's yeah, there's exactly. no point talking about no it too point. much. Um, we got Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah, Bournemouth are in good film form. They've uh, won two out of the last three. They drew against Everton, am I right? I've actually got quite. No, what they beat sorry. Everton. They beat Everton. Uh, they drew against Bournemouth, who have just beaten Hull. What am I talking about? They are Watford, Bournemouth. Watford, Watford. Sorry, <laughs> they beat Hull six-one. Well, you know, they've got Wilshire Holt. playing for him, so we just hope he gets hurt. Do you know Wilshire hasn't played 90 minutes no, since June 2015, when he played 90 minutes for England against Slovenia? That's that mental. He scored twice stat. in that game, didn't he? He did, yeah. Oh, so it's just an amazing stat. That he's, he's, that, he's that ineffective, and he's not that good, that he, do, do that he still he, keeps getting contracts. Do you think he'll be reactive to uh, the Tottenham fans? Because they're going to give him fucking dog's abuse. I don't know, I don't think it really, I don't think it really matters. Does it really? It's quite, quite weak-minded, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets sent off, that'd be funny. Well, this is a man, this is a man on, on their FA Cup fucking celebration mm-hmm. focused on Tottenham. Yeah. Isn't this is, you know, he, under, he understands the rivalry. But that's all he's got. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's, that is, that is his career at the moment. Well, him and well, Chesney, I mean, there's a similar trajectory, isn't yeah. it? What have you just done? Well, I haven't done anything. Well, bullshit. You said that's all he's got. Well, Watch he's, him score a fucking action for the weekend he's, now. He can't. Arsene Wenger loaned out an English guy who's built from their kind of academy who was meant to be like one of the greatest, the future, their number 10. Yeah. And he's been loaned out to Bournemouth. All he's got is standing on a bus and taking the piss out of Spurs. I, I, I like Eddie Howe a lot. I, I, I really rate him as a coach. I think for someone so young, he's done amazing work. And. Um, it's, it's someone I can see managing at a top club, maybe Tottenham one day. He reminds me of A.D. Boothroyd back in, back in the day. I don't rate him. <laughs> what does that mean? He's all right. A.D. Boothroyd managed um, Watford. Yeah. And people are saying that he's going to manage England one day. Isn't he managing Coventry or some other lovely club? No, A.D. Boothroyd does the under-21s now. But oh, There you go, yeah. But he, he, he's he managing some League 2 club before that. Yeah. But, um, um, but no, he ain't but I think that's a bit harsh. I think what you're doing is just putting all white people in a box. <laughs> you know the can't answer back you fucking <laughs> no, I, I, just, I, just say that's not what I'm doing that's not what I'm doing I'm saying not what I'm doing but the thing of Eddie Howe I think he plays good football and he's you know very very approachable but I can't see him managing a club like Arsenal well I thought some, a team like Everton would have been perfect for Eddie Howe but his style of play it suits us because the two times we've played him so far, we only ever played him three times in our history, you know? Yeah. But uh, the two times we played him last season, they come, at, they come at us with the same kind of style that we play and they can't, they can't live with it. So unless he changes up and tries to play differently, I don't see us having a problem really. I don't think they have the personnel to play differently. No, that's it. So they've got one style of play and it will get them results against the lower teams in the league who don't treat them with the same kind of respect that we get, like Hull, for example. Mm. But um, I, I think against us, if they play like that, we'll, we'll cut them open like we did last season. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if it's in uh, Eddie Howe's DNA you know, to, to sit back in the way that Pulis did. I mean, Pulis played us perfectly, I yeah. think. You know, if you, if you have limited skill and limited talent in your team you know Chadley and Rondon is, is their main outlets yeah. they're going to have to play a certain way and you, you can understand it and respect it Eddie Howe is, is more of a purist he wants to play good football and he has played 
good football with, with Bournemouth and do you know what I respect him massively because he, Bournemouth are a tiny football club well, yeah. he, like they're, they're minuscule he has spent a fair bit of money though. no no absolutely look he spent money but f- 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 there's only so much when you're a club the size of Bournemouth there's only so much spending money can do and, and, and he still has a limited um, squad if you compare it to anyone in the top six or seven I really like the, um, the fullback the former Spurs guy Adam Smith. Smith. I really, yeah, I know really like the way he plays. I never thought he would. I never thought he would make it when I saw him at Spurs. But I liked him at Spurs. I didn't want us to sell him at the time. And they got Charlie Daniels as well. Yeah, yeah Charlie Daniels. He yeah. scored. Yeah. scored at yeah, uh, the weekend. Yeah. yeah. I really like Smith. I really like the way he plays. He cuts in on his left. He goes wide on his right. He's a good player. Yeah, I never thought he'd make it at a Premier League level, but. Fair Fox. Here he, he is. He looks at home. And he made his debut at Spurs under Redknapp, I think. When yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I think it was against Fulham, was it? The yeah. last away game. Last yeah, game yeah, of the season. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that should have been one of your fucking body <laughs> brain. <laughs> I would have got, got that first. <laughs> I would have got that one. <laughs> but, um, but no, Callum Wilson's back. He was out for all of last season, so. Britain to be so. Stanislas is ripping it up at the moment. Look, three goals and three assists in his last three games. Yeah. Sign him up. I mean, you do have to say that that whole were. Absolutely, yeah, no, no, no. And Windy's favorite El Hamoudi was all over the place for yeah. some reason. Windy El who El Hamoudi that's someone else, mate. Oh, El Mohammed, El Mohammed, oh, the fullback, the fullback, the they're fullback. not all the same, buddy. <laughs> Egyptians, they're all the same. They, they, he was all over the place. He's um, Egyptian, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Everyone's looks borderline racist who listens to the fighting cock anyway, so it's not a problem. Uh, but like, but like, wh- whatever you say about Borton, the amount of money they spent, it's Bournemouth for. Two seasons in the Premier League. Yeah, they're eleventh in the league. And where did they finish last year? I think it was about fourteenth, fifth, thirteenth. Somewhere in the teens. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's you know I just I I like Eddie Howe. I like the way the way he's approaching things. I mean, he mugged them off a little bit when he went Burnley, but he, you know he went back there and, and and picked up where he left off. So, you know, well, I don't want him to get the England job. I would rather he took another club after Bournemouth. And then goes goes to England. So you, what you mean is you don't want England to destroy him, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. But I mean, the football season hasn't really started yet. I mean, it's hard to really read anything into league positions. Obviously, yeah, yeah. it benefited us if we were top. But um, yeah, I think the league starts properly after the November international break because that's when that's when teams start to pull away. That's when the cream rises to the top. So last season, for example, we weren't. I think we were about sixth, and then we went on a run of form. We were challenging for top of the league. Yeah, and I think. So far, it's hard to really read anything. Form's very mixed so far. So. Kane obviously scored a hat trick last year. I think it's his first or second goals of the season. Um, yeah, it's very early. Second yeah. game he scored. What? What? Um, what's? Uh, uh, well, where is he? What's, what's going on? Is he? Well, he's not back for today. Back in training next week. I think. He's, yeah, but he's not, he's not going to play against Leverkusen. I think he's still out and probably be out against Bournemouth as well. But I think he's, I think his aim in, his aim is for the North London derby, and I don't think well, he'll that's start four games away. Yeah, I don't think I'll start in that. I love what Pochettino said about Kane about coming back that he's, he'll be soon ready to touch the grass. He just the way the way he uses the English language like it's so sexy, man. He, he's not saying like he'll be ready to train. He'll be ready to touch. The grass. And the thing is with the West Brom result, right? I feel I can understand why people feel a little bit deflated because you should be beating teams like West Brom, although they're, they're difficult to beat. They're, they've always been difficult to beat when since Pulis take, took over. But we we did enough in that game to beat them. And on another day we would have. So don't think that this is some sort of uh, flop or, or a de- de- 
separation from what, what Spurs have been doing this season so far? I think the important thing is that we have um, so many games that we don't really wallow over it. It's not like we've got, like, it's not like it, if that game was the last game before an international break, which you know, you've got two weeks to kind of think about the result. We've got Leverkusen tomorrow on a Tuesday. I think we've got seven games in 23 days. Yeah, I think, yeah I think a lot of teams in Europe have, have similar things. So yeah. I think it's good because it just gets the result out of the system straight away. When you have a bad result, just want to go out there and play and put it right, and that's what we're going to do. Nice. Unless it's another bad result, it won't be another bad and then result. Another one, and then it's just like disaster. Twenty-three days. And end up seventeenth in the league. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do? The flat space. The DVD. The twenty-three days that <laughs> cost Pochettino his job. <laughs> <laughs> the, like you, the damned United, that kind of thing. You laugh, right? You laugh. If we lock, we lose every one of those seven games. He's gone. <laughs> get out. He is gone. <laughs> Pochettino, get out of my club. <laughs> what have you? I want my Tottenham back. I want the Tottenham you built back, but not you there doing it. Okay, um, no, we got a lot, lot of, uh, lot of praise for for Wendy's update. Very witty. What, what was it witty or was it just him taking a piss out of people on Twitter? I don't know. He's taking the piss out of people on Twitter. Yeah, do more of that, Wendy. We like that. Yeah. Wendy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. I'm going to keep this very brief because I'm, hol- I'm on holiday. Oh God, I'm stumbling over my words already. It's not a good sign. I've had a few beers. Um, don't tell Flav, but I'm drunk. Uh, so I'm going to keep this super brief. I'm not going to bother the loan players because I don't really know what's happened. Um, oh, um, I know Will Miller played for Burton and McGee played for Peterborough and I think Ottawa came on for Peterborough and also Ben Taleb scored a really good goal for Schalke so check that out if you can see that on Reddit or Twitter um, but moving on to the youth teams very briefly the under 18s beat Leicester 2-0 I know Tanganga and Bennett scored late goals against a player who's not normally a goalkeeper who was, who'd had to step into goal I think because of an injury and the under 21s lost 2-1 to Man City at White Hart Lane on Friday night. Um, Nikhil Siglani wrote a really good review of that game, including match ratings, so have a look at his uh, his blog for that. It's on his, his Twitter profile. I think it's nikhilsiglani.com, but um, check his Twitter profile just to make sure and the report's linked on there. Um, <clears throat> Sean Harrison scored our goal in that game as a penalty, a late penalty. Uh, Flav asked me to mention Cameron Carter-Vickers because obviously... Toby Alderweireld has got injured, so the, all the focus is on whether Cameron Carter-Vickers can step up. Alderweireld obviously is our right-sided centre-back, and last year we had the issue where Jan Vertonghen was injured and Kevin Vimmer playing uh, came in and played left-side centre-back. This year we've got the choice of Eric Dyer dropping back in central defence or Cameron Carter-Vickers stepping in, or he might want to play Vimmer, but it, it wouldn't be so natural for him to be on the right side of the centre-back pairing. Carter Vickers, in my opinion, is ready for Premier League football. But I think throwing him in alongside Vertonghen at this stage would be a risk, personally. I think Alderweireld does a lot of work that goes unnoticed in terms of marshalling, coordinating, leading, mopping up mistakes. As much as I think Vertonghen's an improved player and has has really looked good alongside Toby, uh, I don't think he's anywhere near Toby's level. And I think I would feel uncomfortable with Carter Vickers playing for a prolonged period alongside Vertonghen. That said, Wanyama is doing such a good job at the moment that our defence doesn't tend to come under 
too much pressure. And if we're playing a team that you know doesn't have too much for the ball in the final third, then Carter Vickers could absolutely do a job, and he's very competent on the ball as well. So I think he, he, he'd do okay. I would just rather his introduction to Premier League football come alongside Alderweireld personally. But um, I mean, I, I think if called upon, he'd do he'd do a sterling job. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm heading back to the bar. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Commonly Spurs. Second half of Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windizzle. Um, there's rumours of Spurs wanting to change the Whiteout Lane train. It's modern rumours, isn't it? There's news reports and all kinds of things. Well, there's a petition, isn't there? There's a petition against it happening. What, what are your overall thoughts about the train station at Whiteout Lane being changed to Tottenham Hotspur once it's rebuilt? Um, I think Spooky made a very good point. <laughs> That um, yeah, for, I think it's just all to do with the whole branding of the stadium, and I guess the station is an extension of that. Yeah, it is, but it's pub- public use. Yeah, but they don't. That, that doesn't come into consideration when the club wants to try and, you know, put themselves on the map. Not to say on the map, but try to reinvent themselves. Yeah, I mean, what it what it does is that, oh, oh, I think the reasoning behind it, it makes it a lot easier for fans who don't know about uh, Tottenham or uh, coming from abroad to find the stadium um, and obviously every time someone looks at Tube Mac they see Tottenham Hotspur in the same way that they see Arsenal and that's my one of my main issues with it is the fact that Gillespie Road was changed to Arsenal was um, a major bugbear for local residents and it is a major bugbear that this could happen at Tottenham for local residents as well and for me it just I don't like doing anything that Arsenal have done before. It's not necessary. Everybody the world over knows what White Hart Lane is. But it won't be White Hart Lane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the other issue, is it? They're rebranding it, so they they probably don't want people using that term. But as long as I'm alive, I'll use um, I use the, the the name White Hart Lane to refer to the Tottenham Stadium, whatever branding gets applied to this new stadium. I mean, I don't agree with it, but. Football is such a global game now that what the local community—I'm not saying this shouldn't—I'm not saying it shouldn't matter—but what the local community think about rebranding of the stadium pales into insignificance about the millions of people that support Tottenham and mm. that kind of stuff. And rebranding the state, rebranding the station is just part of what will happen with the whole area being regenerated. And I'm sure that's been worked into the um, the plans already. Yeah, I'm sure that. I mean, all, I understand the reasoning behind it, but what do you think? What do you, does it bother you? Um, I'd rather they didn't. Why? Because um, the station was there longer than the stadium's been there. And um, I think it's just part of... Um, I think the community means a lot in this context because um, Tottenham is not... It's almost it's a very de- deprived area. And the stadium itself is kind of regenerating the area. And the fact that you're kind of rebranding as a focal part of N17 which is a train station then I think it's a bit it's a bit sad it's definitely sad but I mean it's sad it bothers me but in the grand scheme of things it bothers me a lot less than than moving away from White Hart Lane or you know other things which the club could do but none of it needs to happen it doesn't need it doesn't it, it won't make a single bit of difference did we need to get a new stadium yeah why because we need to compete financially with other clubs but I don't think that putting Tottenham Hotspur on a, or changing the name of a local train station uh, makes much difference to that. I, don't, I mean, that, that that's my feeling. I, 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 it's, I think it's a little bit, um, 
I just the, everything about uh, about football, not just Spurs at the moment, is is kind of is getting tweaked to make it marketable. Yeah. Um. The, the game is completely global now. It's changed completely, and and I understand that, and I accept it because it's a part of progress in inverted commas, and it's not the end of the world that loads of people around the world find enjoyment in 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 our club from what was a, a tiny little town or, or, or um, Hamlet out just outside of London when it was first first formed. But this this is this is nothing new. Tottenham marketing and taking advantage of a situation is nothing new. In the in the fifties, there's a really interesting article from a chap who wrote a blog called Beyond the Last Man, who wrote about sponsorship and how Spurs in the early sixties were the first ones to actually get on board the whole sponsorship thing with Umbro. And back then, you didn't there wasn't like a sponsored football you had to use. And they got involved with a company called Frido. Don't know who the fuck they are now. But Spurs have always and the first clubs that go as a PLC as well they've yeah. always sought to take an advantage of a situation so this isn't a new problem in football or at Tottenham and it's just it's unfortunate that it's messing with a, a landmark it's, it's unfortunate but don't don't you, we as fans have a responsibility to kind of maintain some of the traditionalism associated around a club or connected to a club because it's clear the the, the, the people that run Tottenham are not interested yes and we will and the Tottenham fans will always keep that tradition going they keep the songs they keep their kind of match day routines and what they call the stadium and everything else but generations past football is different and there will be when we're old and we're gone people will forget White Hart Lane certain individuals will never forget their history and everything else but new fans it's just the way life is history moves on things move on no but the reason I mean, people who actually arbitrarily choose to support Tottenham don't support them because we're a big conglomerate. They don't support us for those. They support us because we're we're an honest club. I know what you said flies in the face of that about us yeah. sponsoring a football and us going in a PLC. Yeah. But by and large, from a fan from, base, from what you see, from what you can see in the fan base, it's an honest club. I mean, I, and this kind of this flies in the face of that a bit. From I read a lot of the blogs that come in from foreign fans and that kind of stuff, and a lot of them start their love affair with Spurs either through a player or because of the fact that when they looked at the league they didn't want to support one of the yeah. top teams so they yeah. supported the next best yeah. so that isn't really about them picking a custom it's about them picking a team that they could like root no, for but then also the second paragraph are generally I looked more and more into Tottenham and their fans are very passionate and, yeah, they, but you, and they're you, a hub of their area that's often what they say to but them. if you support any team if you support if you decide to support Chelsea for example you then oh I'm going to support Chelsea then you look into their history and I'm sure you can find stuff in their history that will make you equally as you know you can't you got to give give and take a little bit as well you know yeah but the the thing of the thing is if you, if you're to support Chelsea now yeah you're not going to necessarily see the passion that they had maybe in the early seventies when they had Raquel Welsh and Steve Mc, Steve McQueen in their fucking dressing room yeah they don't see that but when you support Tottenham now you do kind of see I don't know when he went away to Leverkusen in 06 when he went to Sparta Prague in the freezing fucking cold that's, that's recent memories yeah you know and um, I think I can understand where Flav's coming from in that um, there's, there's, there's not much for us to hold on to as fans and the name of the train station is something that we can kind of hold dear because that's the, state, the, the name of the station is a reminder of what Tottenham were yeah. and if that becomes Tottenham Hotspur what memories do we have of what we that, were that's kind of it that, that, that's, that's my issue is, is, is the club obviously 
again, you can understand it. They they don't really care about the sentiment behind it. They they care about progression and and, and money and what makes financial sense. But it's important to fans, and and, and it's a shame given the fact that amazing work that that Levy's done. Is it Levy or Levy? Levy. It's Levy. Levy. Right, Le- Levy's done since since uh, since taking over. He, he, you know, the club's made massive strides forward, but there always seems to be this little kick, this little pinch, this little moment where you just realise that actually we're not a football club. We're, we're not a football club made up of members. We're 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 um we're we're, a, we're bricks in the wall, you know, conglomerate. Yeah, we, 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 it's a global company, and and but the problem is, is the football uh, football clubs are not supposed to be run that way. We're not, we don't fall in love with a football club because of the money. We fall in love with a football club because because of a certain player. You know, it's not just fans abroad. Lots of young people in yeah. in England will see a player and fall in love with them. I think if I was eight or nine years old and I, and I watched Berbatov play for Tottenham, I would have fallen in love with a club. Well, Paul Gascoigne's going to huddle. Those are two and and Villa. Yeah, so those are three guys who a lot of people support Tottenham because of because of them. It's nothing wrong with that. I I just think that by by doing things like renaming the the, the stadium the station Tottenham Hotspur, you kind of n- you're not allow you're removing the romanticism around the game because it's the most important thing. It really is. It's it's, it's that those little magic moments you have that are nothing about money, uh, nothing about. Then you, then you say like that those moments are going to be more likely because the the club is more function, financially I'm, I'm viable. Not, you know, I'm not disagreeing with you, <coughs> but I'm just saying this is the way it will happen, and it will be Tottenham Hotspur on a, on the tube map, which mm. eventually will mean when 20, 30, 40 years time will probably mean more than White Hart Lane. It will be look, there's my club on the tube map, and any tourist that comes around the world can look. Oh, look, there's Tottenham there is, Hotspur. There is a beautiful thing about naming the Tottenham Hotspur. Arsenal had us to do what we do to their station because when we go past Arsenal on the tube, <laughs> we hold our breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they hear Tottenham Hotspur, they're going to hear it in their fucking lug old, and you know, that's that's one little crumb of comfort <laughs> they're like, yeah. but, but as I say, we don't want to follow what they do, and I'd rather we didn't rename it. But um, I just, I'd rather we didn't. But yeah. I, I guess ultimately, that sentiments of fans and and realisms for for companies and business, um, but, but 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 sentiment and traditionalism and romanticism. Conjures up powerful emotions, mm-hmm. and I think uh, as it comes closer, and if this is true, and the club are trying to do this, um, that, then it's something that we should talk about regularly and, and, and ensure that as many as many Spurs fans refer to the new stadium as White Hart Lane as possible. Because for me, it's really important, um, and, and and it's important that young kids that are getting into the game understand that and and, and remember the heritage. I mean, and the fact that we're moving from White Hart Lane to White Hart Lane means that we can say that and actually be right. Yeah. It's not like we've moved, I don't know, to Bruce Grove or Lee Valley, which was well, like the, the irony is it's really... It's, like, it's on White Hart Lane. Well, well, the stadium's not, is it? It's on the high road. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's always been a weird one, the fact that we work on White Hart Lane. I mean, Martin Cloak said it in the Memory Lane documentary we made. You know, Spurs refer to... Spurs fans refer to Tottenham as White Hart Lane. It was called White Hart Lane because the station was there. And, you know, people will meet you down White Lane because it was one of the few landmarks in the area. Yeah. And um, it, it's kind of another thing about it, it, what, what's great about football clubs, I think, is that there's these things outside of what the club can control that the, cl- the fans have together. We call White Lane White Lane because 
that's our name for the stadium, even though it isn't even on YR Lane. Um, we can use the word Yids. It's great, whether they you agree or not, because they can't brand it. So there's, there's certain things you hold on to, and, 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 and you, what I like about Spurs fans and, and all fans of all clubs singing songs that are not socially acceptable is because the club can't get around that. They can't, they can't like the, you know, when they get players talking about the certain songs that they have, and it's nice, you know, Deli Ali song, you know, Deli Ali talking about his song, um, but they would never be able to talk about any any song relating to the word yids because that's ours. And, 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 and no matter how rich Tottenham get, they can't do anything with that. And, and that will always be ours as a fan base. And, and, and I, I maintain to this day that the fan base is very different from, from the PLC, the people that run the football club. The fan base is the lifeblood of it. And, and, and generally those are people that go to the games regularly, who live around the area, or live in London. That's what makes Tottenham special still. Um, and, it, and it isn't, sort of pandering to those that don't really understand football club in the way that you know we do and and, and that just when I say we I'm not saying anyone who comes from London I'm saying anyone who, who genuinely understands whether they're from America India or wherever and that's why each of us has a social responsibility when it comes to Tottenham that you t- you tell your children and you you teach them about Spurs the reason part of the reason why I'm so passionate about Italian football is because growing up my dad was like boom this is this is the history of the Italian football team and if if I ever have a child I will do the same this is the history of Tottenham Hotspur and that way shit never dies they can rebrand everything but as long as you pass on those traditions and your children pass them on then shit will never die I think uh, when when you look at what the young people are doing as well and their interest in the ultras culture and and whether you think it's muggy or not or whatever they're, they're harking back to a day where football was less commercialised and there's something in that whether you agree with kids throwing beer over each other at half time or jumping up and dancing or waving shoes waving shoes or whatever whatever it was they're harking back back to a day where things were less controlled and if that is happening now then it will happen in 10 years and 20 years from now and and it shouldn't really be chastised or, or, or laughed at in the way it is because really by by shutting those kids down you're really just um you're you're uh you're applauding a game that's become more insipid and less um passionate i mean if you want any kind of proof of what fans can do today into Milan have had to call their captain into, into a fucking press conference because of the let's because just, let's talk about that very because I love I love this story it's, it's amazing great. can you could you can you tell it coherently well last season um, Inter played a game against Sassuolo and they got smashed and the fans <laughs> got upset with the players and the players went over to talk to the fans and they were abusing each other and Icardi went back and wrote in his autobiography that he would fight them, he'd bring some Argentina, 100 criminals over from Argentina, and kill, and them where they stand. kill all of them, kill where they stand, he'd fuck them all up. And he wrote this in his book, which uh, Inter didn't read, and they, <laughs> they, they publicised, they advertised it. Obviously, the, the ultras got hold of it, they read it, and this weekend, they protested against him, they wrote a bit, they did a big banner. I know in Chelsea write little banners on A4 paper, but this is- No, like, it was a substantial. This is a substantial. substantial. And, and the message was less sort of 
less corporate, yeah, more, yeah. more real. And they did two as well. They put one outside his house. What did the first one say? The first one says, you're, you're, um, you're, a, you're a coward, you're talking about you're us. You're not a man. You're not a man and you're hiding and all this kind of shit. And then the one they put outside his house, um, said we're here we're waiting for your 100 criminals where are they no, I think is it one, the one that you're 100 Argentinian friends yeah you're 100 Argentinian where, are, where are they or are you going to be the bastard that you are yeah you're going to yeah you got to hide the, the, the shame he's, he's um, it's not the first time he's been um, in, in, in the news isn't it I mean he stole his um his, his teammate's ex-wife Maxi Lopez yeah, Maxi Lopez yeah. he, he, take, he, he marries her and then he tattoos the kids yeah, on his arm. Yeah, that that's fucking mental. He's t- look, and, and if we, what you got to remember is this guy has had everything. He's, I mean, he's an amazing talent. He's twenty three years old. He's going to make silly decisions. Uh, but marrying your ex, I mean, look, you can't f- help what you fall in love with. And I'm sure he is in love with his. But it was the fact that Maxi Lopez and Wanda took him in and kind of like adopted him. Oh, I didn't know that's this. how they became close. Because when he came over from Argentina, he was a little young boy, teenager. And they took him in and looked after him, and that was how they met. When, when, which is why the beautiful thing is actually when Maxi Lopez's team and Icardi's team play against each other, it's called the Wonder Derby because that's her name. But quickly, um, the ultras fucked up Icardi so much that on the weekend he actually had a penalty and he missed it. He's missed three out of four apparently. Really? He, he's missed, uh, and they 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 cheered when he missed. <laughs> yeah, despite losing 2-1 see this is when you talk about fans <laughs> losing their identity and losing, if you're if you're not willing to let go of that identity and the, realise the power that you have then you know you've got a lot of power but there's though. something in that yeah yeah there's something in, in the fact that the ultras culture and certainly in Italy more so than England because ours is I mean tenuous at best yeah um, the fact that they're they're willing to let their team Lose and applaud a player who misses a penalty playing for their own team, captain their own team. Yeah. Um, despite not, uh, despite it, it, it effectively, you know, uh, negatively affecting their team, but their principles are, are remain. There's something admirable in that because their love is for their team is deeper than the player. And they are the kind of ethos of the fighting cock preachers. Love the shirt. Yeah, it's the principle. Is, Icardi, they are. I think you said it. They're, they're bastions of the shirt, or they're just. Oh, they're not. They're not. They're they not, wear the shirt. They're, they're custodians. Custodians. That's yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah. But like the Roma ones, they took a box after Roma had fucked up. They took a box of carrots and left it in front of it because they were scared little rabbits. So they left them a box of carrots to feast on. I do quite like the fan movement in Italy. It's quite yeah, nice. it is. It is funny and and um, uh, something to admire there, definitely. Um. All right, it's more or less now, that, haven't we? Um, we've got some quick fire questions. Um, so this is from DHB113 on Reddit. He says, what moves, if any, can we already assume in January is going Vorm out? I think Vorm out is more likely. Um, I think Paolo Lopez will see more of him over the season. They'll probably play in the FA Cup third round. I don't expect anyone big to come in. I think the squad is pretty much nailed on. And Isco's agent said he won't leave until the end of the season anyway. Isco played really well at the weekend, so I think he's forced his way back in. I don't see any big ins, maybe Vorm out because of Lopez, but even that is not guaranteed. I met Vorm and he was lovely and I don't want him to leave. That's all I've got. We're not going to buy anyone or we're not going to spend great big money on in January. No one does really. Um, Barcelona Spurs Twitter says are Leicester being deliberately shit this year just despite us <laughs> I think everyone sussed, sussed Leicester out to a certain degree they lost Kante um, they've lost Mendy to injury who was brought in to replace him 
um, they put Marvis on the bench too. Yeah, although they are playing, they're playing in Champions League. Yeah, this, so this I, think week, so. I think it's all about the home games in the Champions League this year. And um, the fact that the pull in the corners because they were rough as fuck yeah. in corners and they're conceding all the time from corners. Mm. The fact that they've clamped down on, on how mark, how tightly you can mark people has hurt them. But to expect Leicester to be able to repeat what he did last season was a bit, you know, a bit ambitious. Okay, Vinny underscore Samway says, have Sky Sports done anything wanker in, in their history? Than call Red Monday. Call today um, Red Monday. Call today Red Monday. This is about the um, Man United and Liverpool shit. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a lot. There's been um, a massive push by Sky to push today as Red Monday, and they made a really big deal about it. They know. They know that Liverpool and Man United are global brands. It helps yeah. Sky Sports. Um, so they're going to create this bullshit. Go on. And on top of all that, they don't have Champions League football. So, Sorry, Sky don't. Yeah, Sky don't have Champions League right, football. Right, I have another factor. I haven't owned Sky in, in, in a long while, um, and the fact that they don't have Champions League football mean, means that, and the fact that Liverpool and Man United don't have Champions League football means that they're playing on a Monday night because they yeah. never would have done otherwise. No one gives a fuck about this derby outside of those two. I'm not. Really, I, I don't care. I hate Liverpool. I've been up there loads of times. I fucking hate the place. <laughs> and uh, Manchester was all right. I wouldn't go back there again in a hurry. I don't really care for it either. I don't even like London that much, to be honest. But so, so. Look, what I, do you like? Do you know what I like? Quiet walks in the country. Oh fuck it! Tops up with mushrooms. That's what. If I could spend my day walking through the country high on mushrooms, I don't know. Oh high, okay. Not low. You don't go forage. What do you? What do you expect? Food. Foraging for wild. Yeah, that doesn't eat. eat. <laughs> that doesn't eat. You just. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, I don't. I don't look. I know a couple of people from Liverpool and they're lovely, um, but by and large, not impressed with the city, not impressed with Man City, uh, Man Man Manchester, and I'm certainly not impressed with their football club. So both of them can get the fuck off. I I, I hate, I loathe Liverpool. I'm indifferent to Manchester City. This you know, bollocks, and them, <laughs> both of them. Uh, the bollocks that Sky Sports perpetuate, or, or not even perpetuate, build up, build up. And push forward. I don't give a fuck. But no one outside of Manchester and Liverpool gives a fuck. This tie isn't relevant anymore. It's relevant when maybe in the nineties it was relevant, but now it ain't. It's fourth versus seventh. It's fourth versus seventh. Last year, what was it? I don't know. Well, Six versus seventh, something like that. Yeah, I think. Uh, that? Yeah, or maybe eighth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not relevant anymore. But but Sky will make it relevant in the same way that they made finishing top four more important than the FA Cup. Don't believe all this shit. Don't watch it. Have they done anything wankier than this, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a question. They've yeah. done shit. I've Do you know what? The Friday night football with the sofa, with all these fucking... I have no problem with... I know, this is, I know this is probably against the AMF ethos, but I don't mind Friday night football. I don't watch the whole show, but I think when we, we played Wigan on a Friday night in 2010 in the FA Cup third round, Modric scored a header on his hands and knees, which is quite fun, but yeah. I like Friday night football. I still quite like Soccer AM. I don't know. I know people. It's like a fashion corner here. <laughs> look, look, I, I don't have Sky and I haven't had it for years, eight, nine years. Uh, but my missus has it and I was watching it on, on Saturday. Uh, no, uh, not Saturday, so, uh, a couple, couple of weeks ago, whatever. And uh, I, I sat down and I was like, this is entertaining. I quite like that, right? I do, I do, I do like that. Um, but I, in, in, to answer the question from Vinny Soundways, not much for me. Not much. No, no. The yeah. Gerard, Gerard leaving was 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 horrendous. Yeah, the, yeah, that and the West Ham and transfer deadline day. Is yeah, transfer, yeah, transfer deadline. Transfer deadline day has gone from being something really interesting into something that I can't bear anymore. 
Um, but there's tons. Uh, Sky Sports have been um, more or less damaging football since they took over. Or some would argue they've improved it. I don't know. It's my, just my opinion. Anyhow, uh, Bobby, you have AHV. All right, Bobby AHV. Oh yeah, here. Bob, you have. <laughs> <That's what laughs> Uh, which current player would you back to call out the Gooners before a North London derby in their best Tony Bellew style? So what this is, is Tony Bellew style? Tony Bellew is a gobby boxer. And he's a scouser, ironically. Is he fighting uh, hay or something? He wants to fight hay, yes. So he, he, he fought at the weekend, beat a, 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 someone he was expected to beat, and as he knocked him out, just turned around to hay, he was at, at ringside, obviously. And just started having a go at him, and it was just, it's all to build up this fight, but eventually will be sold on Sky okay. uh, as a pay-per-view event if it happens um, I wouldn't want any of my players to do what Tony Billy did I'd rather none did but it's the thing is Ali for all his um, impetuousness I don't know if that's even he's actually very measured in his interviews you it wouldn't think, be Ali it wouldn't yeah be but Ali. as I was saying but you'd think looking at him and the pitch you'd think he'd be the sort of person who would Eric say Dyer, something like that Eric Dyer would I think Jan Vertonghen could lose his shit. I reckon he's he has the ability. Just there's something in him that one day can snap, and he could like do like a, a Maradona into the camera and just like like call out Arsenal. He's the only one that I can see like he's got maybe a little bit of darkness there. Lamella. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't even heard Lamella talk English. I think he. Yeah. I can see him doing an interview in a week of the game saying stuff that's quite. Getting there. I think Eric Dyer would. I, I think Eric Dyer would. When he was walking off after he'd been sub- substituted against Chelsea last year, yeah. he turned around to that rat, Fabregas, God. and just, just drew his thumb across his neck and was like, I'm going to kill you. I mean, obviously, he wasn't going to kill him. I and if he, he had, if he had killed Fabregas, would you, how would you feel about that? Like, well, it, it, like, it took never, him in a change room and just beat him to death. You should never take another human's life. Not even Fabregas. Yeah. You shouldn't really yeah, kill. There was a little moment of doubt. Maybe, maybe make him into a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. What McLennan? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, if he's doing GoFundMe, I'd, I'd put some money to, like GoFundMe. <laughs> so I'm going to spend some time in prison, probably about twenty years. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to make that comfortable for me, you know, you can do. Who's the ice skater that took out? Was it Tonya Harding? Yeah. Nancy Kerrigan. 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 Nancy Kerrigan. And he's ice skating. No one gives a shit. At least people care about football. But <laughs> fuck me, that was bizarre. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, a better question would be, um, which player would Tonya Harding? <laughs> would you like to be Tonya Harding? Anyway, um, that's fair enough. I think we answered that. Did she? Have, she had like made a home movie as well, didn't she? Oh, you see. Well, you mean the home sex movie? Yeah, I think I sex Did you watch, watch it? I think I've probably seen it. I, I do quite like celebrity sex videos. I like to keep an eye on what's going on. So who's, who's big in the scene at the moment? I don't know. Well, there was the, there's a few. I like the the lady that was on Big Brother, Farah Abraham, who was like, um, she was one of those MTV team mums. <laughs> Oh my god! Farah Abraham. I don't know. What the fuck is that? I don't know. No, because he, well, so what? What happens in this? This well, she had sex. Like, yeah, but this was, the, this was the bit like this was kind of like a bit polished because she actually did it with a kind of mind to sell it. But you know, everybody grew up. What is she doing? It just what blowjobs, anal, anal. She backdoor team mum. It was called. So she went. Anal. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. They would have fun, but we can't do it. 
But um, we all grew up, we're all of similar age, we all grew up looking on hunting for the Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee video. I never hunted for, it. I, no, I, I didn't hunt for it, I just put it in LimeWire. I said, yeah, you know, you can go. I have the Pamela Anderson sex tape? Please. There's always a thing about celebrity sex videos, you always kind of want to see what's going on. Yeah. Let's listen to it like that. Let's have a look. It doesn't really work on a podcast. It doesn't look you, you guys talk, let me just look at this bit, mum. But, um, but I, the one, I bet the big, my, sorry, my, the one which always gets me and my mate Thomas a million years. is, do you remember Sally? From East, from Home and Away, Kate so, Ritchie. Kate Ritchie, yeah. Kate Ritchie's yeah. sex video. Some dude took her home and set up the camera on his shelf, and she looked. She looked well, like she knew what she was doing. You remember Sally from Home and Away? He does. He's, he's too cool for that. Oh, fuck well, I'm not too cool Hipster. for it. I don't know who he is. I just don't know. You don't remember watching Home and Away? Yeah, no, I watched Home and Away. I watched um, what's her name? She was the Susan, one that lived, Susan. She lived in the foster home. She had the big old titties. Yeah, she had big tits. Her and um, Sophie had big tits too. I'll tell you whose home movie I did watch. Keely Hazel, the page three girl. Yeah, and um, it was very average. So it, it had prom- a promising beginning, but then the camera was too far away and it was too much of him and less of, not enough of her. Yeah. I do like a good old celebrity sex video. Any others? Um, well, there's obviously there's the Paris Hilton one. There's a Croatian pop star. Serena something who's set home sex videos great. She really knows what she's doing. Okay. Do you know how many people listen to this pod? Well, this gonna be ten. all those videos are gonna get shitload of hits now. Exactly, they'll have us to thank. Hell yeah. Uh, and remember to send you the Snapchats. Well um, don't all according to Wendy. Wendy doesn't like us talking about him, he says it's what does he say? Silly self indulgent. Yeah, but we like looking at cock and tits. <laughs> Everyone does. Okay. Uh, so Jake Rich on Twitter he says Spurs in-house commentator ruins Son's September goals for me if you could have one voice on every Spurs game who would it be that's a good question should have read this Michael Holding for me but I don't know if he'd work on football commentary football commentary needs to be a bit passionate Michael Holding's kind of laid back and chilled so um, Attenborough I know he's not passionate either he's but Chelsea man as well is he? Yeah. Oh, okay, well the one that died or the one that's alive David Attenborough, the one is alive. Okay, well he's not. I don't know if he's just, but the one that died is well, Chelsea. It's his brother, isn't it? Yeah, Attenborough's brothers. Um, As everyone knows that. I'm going to think of voices. The I problem really is all the good voices don't support Tottenham. Sir Ian McKellen's got a really nice voice. But would he? Would he sure convey? Would he convey the passion of of a Spurs goal? I'm not sure I want Magneto commentating. Well, on I was thinking more as Gandalf than instead of Magneto. Yeah, that's silly. That's kind of Gandalf or Magneto. <laughs> Both of those are rubbish. <laughs> so who would you have? I've, I've actually got an idea now of what I want. Um, who's that? Uh, um, Pee Wee, no, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I'd quite like a South American style, like, GOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOO
Um, this is from Plateau of the Ages SEO from Reddit. What are your opinions on anti football? How would you feel as Spurs played the style week in, week out? So like ex-Chelsea, Chelsea, Champions League winning run, Rangers, UEFA Cup final, or Pulis or Big Sam teams? I mean, I mean, we made the point in the, in the first half, but if you had to... You kind of can get get your head around paying a lot of money for football, as we do as Spurs fans, when you watch great football. When You know, last last week, when, or two weeks ago, when we beat Man City, no one complained about the prices they were walking out of that stadium. After we just beat what will probably be the, the champions of England, um, if it ain't Spurs. So, if we're going to pay this amount of money, we want to see exciting football. If we're playing, if we're playing Pulis-esque football, people will be ripping that shit stadium down. They'd be ripping White Hart Lane down, and they'll be they'll be going for the new stadium. <laughs> but if those, if, if <laughs> give me a, let me a, sit in the fucking foundations. Yeah. I got a pickaxe. <laughs> if that style of football yielded results, though, would they be doing the same? See, the whole thing about anti-football is you can't. Sometimes you have to change your tactics to beat somebody. Mm. When um, when Mourinho beat Barcelona, he knew that his inter team couldn't go there and play tiki taka. So it's anti-football. Sometimes it's just it's not really anti-football. It's just a different approach. So you're you're one of them guys that would rather die on their knees than on their feet. I'd rather die on my feet. I'd rather get smashed playing the way that we believe is true than, than sit but then, get on my knees and suck cock. But then you could get then but how's that the same? Yeah, that's what you want to do. How's that the same? Thing? But I Madrid. I let go to me that's exactly what you're saying. She's got a smash. I Madrid though, yeah, for example. They I wouldn't say it's so much an anti football, but they play to their strengths and it's not necessarily glorious to watch. Mm. And I just think football, I know it's a cliche, but it's a results business and I think I'd rather us play better football and play shit football but I just think when your team is winning people forget about other shit man people, Spurs, forget, people will forgive everything if the, Spurs, if, if the football team is winning everything is forgiven look at Portugal winning the, the, the Euros mm-hmm. you know not yeah, their fans were mental exactly <laughs> and that's the first thing they've won in their entire history and you know they've so been there so, so many times yeah to call it anti-football is, is a little bit harsh it's a, it's a tactic teams have employed and look you've got Chelsea that won the Champions League Rangers went to UEFA Cup final and Pulis and Big Sam who've kept a team of fucking cloggers in the Premier League so it's anti-football but it's in its own with its own parameters it's successful football. I just don't think it'll work at Tottenham I think the, the traditions of Tottenham and, and the way we are expected to play means that if Tony I Hulis come this, in I hate this fantasy though that um, we, yeah. every single set of fans think their club plays football the right way every well, single no, set of fans no West Brom fans don't yeah, but you're picking an extreme example but every single club of, <laughs> every single size of a club thinks that they play football the right yeah, way good everyone should forever one of the greatest teams of Football history, the Inter's team played Catenaccio, you know. What's that mean? You're annoying them. You're annoying what, them. Like, what does that mean? What does Catenaccio mean? It's, 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 like it's a, not just annoying me, you're annoying It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a formation that a team plays, it's defensive, you utilise a sweeper, it's pragmatic, and it was successful. And it was the, the Grande Inter, it's one of the best teams that's ever existed, and they played to their strengths. And all anti football is, I'm not. Don't enjoy it, but it's a it's a method of winning football matches and getting results. I, I said in in the first half that I understand why Pulis plays the game he does. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to see a Tottenham. Well, if you're a West Brom fan, would you rather be in the Championship or in the Premier League? They don't like him though. 
Yeah, so. championship. Because it's got a shelf. It's got a shelf life. But yeah, when exactly. he first came in and he's kept them up, now eventually they're gonna want something else. Then they'll sack him, put someone like, for example, a Di Matteo in, and they're gonna relegate. But he joined Palace. They played good football under him, which is very weird. And yeah. when they beat Liverpool, they beat Liverpool. Yeah. Um, it would be very difficult to enjoy football. I mean, what we wouldn't be talking about Ali. We wouldn't be talking about having Ericsson, um Kane up front. You, you'd be talking about having Michael Dawson at left back. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> the marauding left back. <laughs> and what we'd be doing is scrabbling around for positives in the, in, in in the season that saw us win thirteen games one nil. You know, it would be tough. It would be tough. Uh, look, we're in an enviable position where we can look down our noses at the most of football uh, because we've got a great manager who wants to play good football and a great playing staff currently. But um, so I, I don't. I would feel. I, I don't know how I'd feel because we haven't had to feel that way for a long time. But George Graham was the last time we, you know, we won the League Cup playing these shit football. You know, was that great? Do you remember him? Yeah. Remember that time? It, it was great. It was horrible, wasn't it? But although when, although when that the, celebration that we the cup was great. Yeah, yeah, I'd done my balls during that that, that day was incredible. But um I think because Spurs lost so many games back then, the fact that we were tough to beat was something that we took took a bit of pride in. And when um Jacques Santini famously parked the bus at Chelsea, our fans were quite happy with that. Not saying that's us I want to play going forward, but there's it does as you've said, it does reflect where you are playing that kind of football. And Atletico Madrid don't have the budget of Real Madrid and Barcelona, so they play that way. Yeah. West Brom don't Currently have the... sitting top of the league as well, Atletico. But yeah. Atletico are able to mix it with some really incredibly skillful players. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my point is, is that if, but if, if they didn't have to play that way, they wouldn't. What is yeah. your point? I'm not sure. I'm saying that people <laughs> play that way because they have to, out of necessity. That's, still, that was my point. Still not sure, though. <laughs> I've just said my point, you dumb cunt. <laughs> 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 All right, on that fucking it stopped. On, <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell, uh, thank you so much for uh, for downloading the fighting cop once again. I think we filled in all right in the absence of um, enjoyed it. Um, Another member, it's been good. Uh, we, we've ironed out a few uh, creases. Big football chat. Big football chat. Wendy's going to enjoy this one. There's a lot of football chat. <laughs> there was zero reference to wanking. Although the best part of the pod for me was your. You know, talking about the uh, sex technology. The sex technology. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Jordan's sex tape. That was rubbish. Because no one likes Dame Bowers, man. Not even when. No, he's it's more to do with Jordan. Not even when Jordan's getting fucked, people don't like. Him she's bendy cock. She weren't into that. I didn't know you had a bendy cock. You really do know your sex tapes. Don't you? <laughs> um, it, she wasn't into it though. She was just like sitting back thinking. Uh, I don't think she's ever into. It. I don't think. I don't think she's tries. Isn't there a bit where he puts a toe up her pussy? I'm pretty sure he's... Yeah, I'm not going to speak anymore. (laughs) What was you going to say, T? You're not going to get that out of me to stop the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) When we stop, can you say? Please don't... I can see you stopping it from here. Finger her pussy with his toe.
Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.